Well, hello, everybody. How you doing? It's good to see you again. It's Manoli here. I hope you're having a fine morning or afternoon or evening or, you know, if you decide to listen to this thing at three in the morning, I hope it's going well for you. How you been? Well, how have you been, Manoli? Oh, I'm fine, you know, just doing fine. I've been busy and working and you know, working and doing all kinds of things and singing. I had two singing gigs these past couple of weeks. Yes, indeed. The first one was the Elixir of Love with the Charleston Opera Theater, and that went very well. A good show. People really seemed to like it. It uh, was fun. I was in the chorus and the ensemble. There was a lot to do for us, and uh, the professional singers that they brought in were very good. Um, I had the pleasure of talking to some of them at length, and they're all very wonderful people, and I was, they did a great job, so there was that, and then, and then about a week ago, I sang with the, with the group out of Columbia, South Carolina, the Columbia Operatic Laboratory, which was started by some people I was at school with at, at the old USC. It was kind of started by them, and they were doing the Pirates of Penzance. They were doing a concert version of that, so I was in that. And I played the Major General, who sings, uh, I am the very model of a model Major General. I have information, vegetables, animal, and mineral, you know, and so on and so forth. Quite the, that song is rather difficult to get down with all the words, but I guess you just kind of have to get at it and go after it. I, I thought I did okay, but who knows, maybe I, Maybe I didn't, I'm not, you know, you never know. But uh, I thought it went reasonably well. It's a fun role to sing. I, I It wasn't staged or anything because it was just a concert version, but I did enjoy the character. I liked the music and it was, uh, though it was rather high for me, I'm more of a bass and he's more of a baritone, but uh, I made it work, you know. I did my best. Um, that was a good show and I appreciate them having me and... Uh, I had a good time. Uh, that was in Colombia, and uh, so yeah, so I did the show. I drove up that morning. It was on a Saturday, so I drove up that morning. I went to one rehearsal beforehand. It was one rehearsal, and I just kind of put it together, and I just went for it on Saturday. So I did the one rehearsal, and then we spot checked a few things before we started, and then we just got after it. But Spent the night up there, and then the next morning I got up, and I did my my favorite thing to do is just walk around. And so I was walking around. I walked all around my old campus at the old U, USC, the University of South Carolina. I walked all over the place. I walked up and down the Horseshoe. I walked up by the Russell House. I walked all the way up to... Uh, capstone where that is i walk by the business school i walk by my old dorm the honors dorm i uh yeah i went all over the place i the horseshoe is is really beautiful i never i mean i guess i appreciated while i was there but i never realized how pretty it really is and with all the trees and all the old buildings and stuff it's very nice to walk around there, especially in the morning because you know, I did the old Manoli thing. I just got up and I left. And I, I don't say anything. I just leave. Um, but, uh, yeah, I just kind of walked out. And so I went into town. I was walking around. And I walked up and down the horseshoe. It was wonderful. There were people out there walking around, minding their own business. There were, you know, families out there. And 
you know, people running around and stuff. It was it was nice. It was nice. And it was, you know what I liked about it? It was like deathly still and quiet. There was no nobody was talking to me. <laughs> there was I was not bothered. There was nobody bothering me. I must have sat up there for quite some time. And there was a wind going so you could hear the like leaves rustling, you know, because it's fall time and you know, the leaves were changing colors. It was really pretty. Uh, you could hear birds chirping. It was like like being being out. It was like a sanctuary right there in the middle of that city. It was wonderful. I I quite enjoyed that. It's like you walk around and you, you know, you start the memories start flooding back and you start thinking about things. Not to get all reminiscent on you over here, but uh I enjoyed that. That 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 whole experience was priceless, just sitting there, nobody bothering me. I mean I I watched the I was watching the squirrels, you know, do their thing up in the trees. I mean, when's the last time you did that? Watch a squirrel. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, no, it was a good time. It's like you, you look back, it's like, what the hell was I worried about back then? And then I realized the irony is and maybe five years from now, I'll probably be saying, what the hell was I worried about, you know, at this time? So I guess that's how it goes. Or maybe I won't. Maybe things will get worse. You never know. <laughs> Not that things are bad, things are fine. I'm just, I'm just talking here. I'm just talking. Um, but yeah, yeah, everything is a okay. Yeah, so I walked around the city, and then I went. Uh, I met my friend from brunch, my friend Christopher. He's a good fella. I uh, he actually suggested that I sing that role in that show. So I, I, I give thanks to him for letting me do it and for putting my name out there that's been in the hire before it so uh it's good for him maybe i should hire him to be my agent i don't know anyway so yeah then we walked around i went to the mass uh, general store and went in there i bought some things and uh yeah you know the mass store that's where they have the creaky floors but they they make them sound creaky on purpose i don't know how they do that i'm still trying to get to the bottom of that place you know, they were nowhere, then all of a sudden they're everywhere. Huh? Isn't, that, isn't that funny how that goes? They're taking over the mass store, which is fun. I like the mass store. I got a poster for Leo, my brother, seven years old. I got a, he likes Elvis, so they have like an old, like, it's like a sheet metal poster with Elvis on it. And so I got that for him, and I think he liked it. Um, he loves Elvis. I, 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 don't, I don't know where it comes from. I appreciate that. I like Elvis too. I like his music, and uh, yeah, so it's good with me. I, I think he has good taste. A little guy, he likes Elvis, and he, he likes, uh, he likes Star Wars. He likes to build Legos. He likes SpongeBob. He likes all the good stuff. So he's, he has pretty good taste. I, I think so. You know, I'm sure that I had something to do with that as well. You know, old Big Brother, and uh, I try to. Uh, you know, impart him the good things, the wisdom that I have. He hasn't quite warmed up the opera yet, but that's to be expected. I don't I wouldn't expect a seven year old to like opera, but yeah, he doesn't like it. He uh he tells me he said, Why do you look so angry when you sing? I'm like, I don't know. It's a really good question. And then anytime I sing opera, he's like, Oh, stop it. He start yelling at me, so sometimes I sing just to get on his little nerves there. He he's not he is not a fan. Um, but that's okay. I find it funny. And it wasn't I mean, this has been going on for a while. I mean, I remember singing when I was 
freshman at USC. So I was like 18, 19 at the time, which means he would have been like two or three. And I was singing the solo. I was singing Verdi La Charato Spirito, which I've sang probably a hundred times by now, but it's a good one. It's, I sing it because it, it's good for my voice and it's, it's a good one to sing. I don't really get tired of it. But I was singing that. And at the end of it, the people were clapping and he yelled. He couldn't have been more older than three years old. He yells, you sing too loud. He's very funny. I keep a list of all his little funny things that he says, his little quotes. Um, I keep a list of, of everybody's quotes that are funny. I, some people get their own list. My grandfather has his own list. I might have to make a separate list for Leo because he has a, quite a lot of quotes. But yeah. Um, I, uh, you know what he said to me the other day? I, he was asking, he's like, why don't you have a YouTube channel? I'm like, I do have a YouTube channel. I put my podcast on there and I put some other things on there. And he's like, you know what you should have? You should have a YouTube channel. You could talk about being single. I'm like, thanks little man. I appreciate that. He knows how to push buttons. He knows, he knows how to, he's, he, <laughs> he knows how to push buttons. I told him I was talking about fantasy football with him. And I told I told him I had Justin Jefferson, and he likes Justin Jefferson. And he's like, is he your best player? I'm like, no, he got hurt. He's like, oh, he got hurt? He's like, what happened? I'm like, he tore his hamstring. And then now, like, every time football comes up, he brings up Justin Jefferson. He's like, oh, how did he get hurt? No one, no one just very well. The, I'm not crazy about the fact that my best player got hurt, but he likes to push buttons that one. It's very funny. He's he's a smart kid. He's a lot of fun. You know, gives you gives you something interesting. That's for sure. Um, what else is going on? I have I have my topics here. Uh, let's see. I started putting on my phone because I couldn't I couldn't read my own handwriting. You know, writing them down and stuff. Uh, you don't have to worry about me talking about baseball probably ever again because my team sucks. Uh, the Dodgers suck. That's all that needs to be said. The Gamecocks suck. My fantasy football teams, they're starting to suck. So you're, it's, we'll probably be light on the sports. So I know some of you will be happy to hear that. I guess he finally defeated me. Um, but yeah, that's all that needs to be said. Everyone sucks. Except for me, of course. But moving on. Uh, what else is on the agenda? What else is on the agenda? I've been having some strange dreams lately. Um, there's always something. I'm always in danger. Not like seriously, but there's always some inconvenience. Like I had one where I was like, I was like on the front of a ship, like on the, on the bow. And I was hanging on for dear life. And I was in Alaska. So there was icebergs all around. And I, I was hanging on. Cause I knew if I was going to fall off, uh, you know, it was, I wasn't going to make it. So there's that. I don't know what, what that symbolizes. Maybe one of you armchair psychologists can figure me out. I don't, I don't think that's going to happen, but I'll, I'll leave it to you. You know, some people like that stuff, dream interpretations. I don't think it means a damn thing, but 
moving along. I had, what else did I dream? I had a dream I was at my college graduation again. I don't know why that was. And there were people there that I haven't barely seen and haven't spoken to since I graduated. So don't know what that was about. And I had one where I walked in and I was, I was getting sued. And I walked into the courtroom and it was one of my coworkers that I, uh, I like. I, he's, I'm friendly with him. He's a good guy. But he was suing me. And the reason he was suing me was that I was flying a plane and I landed it on his house or something and he was suing me. So I don't know. If y'all want to try to interpret those, you know, whatever my subconscious is telling me, I don't know. Um, I don't really care. You know, I, I try to live in the, in the real world. So moving along. But but if you want to have a, you know, by all means, take a crack at those. How about it? Um, I've been watching uh, Survivor this season, and which is actually a lie. I'm not even caught up from last week's episode, but I tell you, I don't know what's going on with that show. That the, the premiere was a, I guess, disaster would be the apt term for it. Um, uh, first of all, there's been five episodes, and two people have quit. Um, like the premiere episode that started off, the people are the people are on the boat with Jeff Jeff Probst, and this one guy looks at Jeff and he just starts he bursts into hysterical tears. I'm just like, what the hell is going on? You see Jeff and it it causes him to have like a whole meltdown. It's, it's just very interesting. And then uh, so they were on the boat. And then they did a challenge on the boat and the guy, the same guy, he got, I mean, listen, I give him props for going out there because, you know, I, that's not an easy thing to do. Uh, I certainly want, you know, I, I think about how I would do on that show and I go about six hours without food. I'm ready to, it wouldn't, it probably wouldn't end well is my point. Um, but, uh, what's going on here? Uh, anyway, this guy, they're doing the challenge and he has to get off goes down the ladder and he does something in a boat and then he goes he tries to climb up the ladder to get back on the ship and he, he can't get up on the ladder i mean it was a very simple thing it, it seems at least from my perspective the television perspective and he, he just couldn't do it and he asked the guy next to him he's like can you help me up and the guy like basically <laughs> basically left him down there he tried to pull him up but i mean the guy could not get up this ladder and so finally, he somehow manages to make it up there, and he gets up there. And he basically like flops over the rail of the boat, and he kind of lays there for a second. And he crawls across the deck like a caterpillar, and I just was like, "Oh man, they should just throw this guy overboard. He ain't gonna make it." Boat him out first, but then they couldn't because this girl on the same tribe—I mean, this is the worst tribe ever—the Yellow Tribe, the Lulu Tribe. This girl on the same tribe, she decided that she wanted a cheeseburger and she missed her nicotine and said she quit on day two. And I'm just like... And then two episodes later, somebody else quit. I'm just like, what is going on? Like, why? I mean, of all the people that, you, that they could find to put on this show, they pick these people, they pick... I mean, and it's not like the rest of the cast is stand out anyway. They have one guy from last season... Because they brought him back because they felt bad. Because within like the first 
few minutes of the last season, the guy cracked his head open. And I'm just like, if you're going to bring him back, why don't you bring back Bruce from Panama season 12? I liked him. He was a good character, but he got like severely constipated and they had to take him out of the game. But I liked him when he was on. He, uh, I liked him. He did, he was a, he liked to do karate. He would do his katas, his katas. I don't know which way you say it. I think kata. And, uh, and he fought with that awfully annoying girl in that season that Courtney. And he had the rock garden. And it's the only thing that he wanted was nobody to touch his rock garden. She would go in there and mess it up. So they were, they would always fight. I liked him. They should, if they're going to bring back somebody who got medevaced, they should bring him back. My two cents, but what do I know? I'm not a producer. Um, but yeah, the season has been interesting. I, I don't know. It's 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 a totally different thing. There's some things to like, but I mean, it's not the worst season, I don't think. But it, it's off to a rocky start. My goodness, how many more quits are they gonna have? We'll have to see. Like I said, you know, I give it to the people that go out there. You know, it takes a lot of a lot of guts and. Uh, uh, that'd be tough, so I don't know. Yeah, but I tell you, it doesn't make for good TV, that's for sure. But I don't know. What do I know? Oh, I know some things. I know some things about some people that I could say, but I won't. Well, what are you talking about, Manoli? I'm not talking about anything. I just I have to fill the time here. You know, this is this is I gotta I gotta talk about something. I mean, I, I, there are things that I talk about on the show that I would never normally bring up, but here we are. Um, what else is going on? In Charleston, they have put up this, I guess it's a cell phone tower. I don't know what the hell it is. It looks like a, like a toilet cleaner, like a toilet brush. And it's right downtown, right on the overpass when you're going from Mount Pleasant and you get on the crosstown. I say this like you people are from here, but if you're from here, you know what I'm talking about. Um, let me look this up. Charleston cell phone. <laughs> Listen, I looked it up and it came up. Charleston cell tower toilet paper. Because it looks like rolls of toilet paper or a, or a toilet cleaner. This is what I'm talking about. I'm like, why? I mean, look it up for yourself. You'll be able to see it. Yeah, it's a cell. It's a 5G cell phone tower. I'm like, Why? Does it have to be ugly? Why does everything have to be ugly now? Why can't you make it look somewhat normal? Why does it have to look like... I mean, it looks terrible. It's like, if you're, gonna, if you're going to put that up there, A, do it somewhere else, and B, why is it... Why can't you just make it look normal? It looks terrible. Every, it's like everything is purposely made to look ugly now, and I don't understand it, you know? We have a charming city with great architecture from... You know, the 1600s, 1700s, 1800s, you know, early 20th century even. Yeah, you know, We have a wonderful city, and then you just you put things up there that makes it look like crap. And it's just stupid. I don't understand it. So my thing is that I wish that we would go back to the old architecture. You know, the, I, I like old school architecture. I think it looks nicer and it looks prettier. Of course, you know, everything is you know made on the cheap side now, but... Oh, he's on his soapbox today. You know, here's the other thing. You know, I was talking about going around Columbia, South Carolina. They finally finished that damn bridge that was there when I was living there. And it was right next to my apartment. I had the train tracks behind me. And there was construction going on adjacent to me. So let me tell you, 
the, the place was loud, okay? I'm a pretty good sleeper. The trains didn't really bother me. I actually kind of like the sound of the trains. But the construction, they'd be doing a, I don't know what the hell they were doing. And the whole building would start shaking. And they worked on that bridge. I moved into there my sophomore year. And they started second semester sophomore year clearing that thing out to build this bridge. And they just now finished it. So what is that? Like like three years, three and a half, four years? It's like, what? what is taking so long? Where is our money going? I don't understand it. I don't understand. The Romans and the Greeks, they could build a bridge in three days, and you tell me it's going to take three years? I don't understand this. Like, what happened to this? What happened to this society? You can't build a bridge. It wasn't like it, it wasn't. It wasn't the Golden Gate Bridge. It was a little bridge over a train track. That's all you had to do. It, how hard could it be? You certainly worked all day and all night on it. You woke me up so many times. And I don't even get the re- benefits of it because I moved out before y'all finished the damn thing. It would have saved me a lot of time walking to class, that's for sure. And I would have got stuck behind so many trains. I've been holding that in for quite some time. That, that, just, that thing pissed me off. Ticked me off, I should say. Eh, we'll see. Um... What is going on, Manoli? I don't know. I, I told you. I got to talk about something. Um, what else is going on? What do I have on my list here? Well, I was thinking the other day, I was thinking about the things that we used to read in school, in English class, and whatnot, and some of the books were pretty good. You know, I liked Heart of Darkness in ninth grade. I thought The Inferno was pretty good. I thought... um. You know, anything Shakespeare is pretty good. The Edgar, the excuse me, the Edgar Allan Poe unit that we did in eighth grade, I liked that one. That was pretty good. Yeah, we read some good stuff, but then I was thinking, for some reason, in elementary school, we read some crappy, really boring novels. I mean, uh, the worst one was Johnny Tremaine. I, I don't know how that book became a classic. I mean, maybe in whenever it was written, which who knows when it was, you know, 400 years ago. I'm just kidding. It wasn't that long ago. But that book sucked. I mean, that was the most boring book I ever had to read for a class. Although there were quite, there were some books I didn't finish for English class and I had to talk about them like I did. Like Great Expectations. I didn't finish that thing. That thing, that damn thing was five, 600 pages long. I'm gonna, I mean, they didn't, you give us that for summer reading? I mean, make us have an exam on it so we at least will read the read the thing. But that Johnny Tremaine, that was the worst book ever. I, I, I don't, I would never read that again. It was boring. It was dry. I mean, like I said, maybe it's just the style. Maybe it was exciting back in the day. But if you ever had to read that book, you will know the pain that I'm talking about. And there was another bad one, too. It was uh, Sign of the Beaver. That book was terrible, too. Um... Oh, gosh, there were some bad ones, man. I, there were some bad ones. Yeah, great Expectations. I mean, I'm sorry. I, I, I couldn't get into that. I know Charles Dickens is considered one of the greatest writers ever, but there's something about that didn't do it for me. Um, no, some of that stuff I just didn't I just didn't read. I thought Candy was awful. I thought it was, I didn't think anything of that. Did you like anything, Manoli? No. 
No, I'm kidding. I'm sure there's something I liked. What, what am I? I, I got to think of something. I, I can't even remember what we did. But I remember Johnny freaking Tremaine, that's for sure. I remember how awful it was. That, that When I finished that book, I think I stomped on it and jumped on it. And I probably threw it into the fire. Um, don't ever read that book. If you do read it, let me know. And let me know your thoughts, okay? Because... Because we all have so much time to be reading, you know, old books that Manoli read in fourth grade English class and still holds a grudge against it. Um, what else is going on? You know what was yesterday? Orchidei. This is a great holiday. This is a Greek holiday. And Orchidei is October 28th. And it's, it is a memorial... Uh, how do I say? It's... It's the day that, in World War II, the Italian forces under Mussolini, they tried to invade Greece. And they said, they said, we'll give you X amount of time to surrender. We said, Metaxis, who was the, the guy in charge at the time, they said, Metaxis, uh, we're going to use Greece for strategic purposes. We're going to use your land and your resources uh you have X amount of time to retire, uh, to uh, surrender. And he said, actually, he said something in French, like something like, then there's war. But the popular thing that called on was that he said, ohi, which is no, which everyone started saying, ohi, 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 which is no, no, no. And the Greeks resisted the Italian forces that were trying to invade. And they actually, they were, I mean, the their forces not only were they outnumbered, but they were, you know, they had better supplies. They had better, they were a big underdog in this fight. And they repelled them. Not only did they defend the homeland, but they actually pushed them back further into Albania, the Italian forces. And, and so the Greeks actually successfully defended their homeland. They lasted longer, I think, than any other European country other than obviously you know, Russia and England. Greece did get invaded because what happened was the the campaign on Italy's side was such a, such a disaster that the uh, Nazis actually had to send troops that were going to go to Russia on Operation Barbarossa. They actually diverted their troops to try and take over Greece. And even then, it, it, with the Greeks put up a hell of a fight. And so that's basically what Oki Day is. It was saying no to tyranny and evil and standing up for your people, standing up for liberty and freedom and your, and everything good. So that's Okite. And the Greeks, we love Okite. And it's a, it's America, they celebrate it too. It's, I think it's considered a holiday or maybe, I don't know. It's something, people usually say something for Okite. So that's a big day. The Greeks, they don't get as much credit in World War II uh, as the big three, which... Obviously, the big three did a lot. I'm not trying to take everything, anything away from that, but the Greeks did a lot too, and it's, it's rather, their their role is rather unsung in history. I think, at least, I mean, ancient history, yes, but not so much modern history. Um, it was a big deal. Um, I mean, people. That's why Winston Churchill says that Greeks don't fight like heroes. Heroes fight like Greeks, and many people say that they don't know what the war would have looked like if the Greeks hadn't put up such a resistance in a fight and a struggle against the evil with, you know, less people and inferior, you know, supplies and 
all kinds of stuff. So that's what we celebrate Okie Day. It's a great day because that's the day when the Greeks get to say no to anything. Don't ask me to do anything on Okie Day. The day will be no. I mean, the answer will be no on Okie Day. And I think, I think we should extend this to be Okie Week, Okie Month, perhaps even Okie Year. Don't ask me to do anything ever again. The answer will be Okie, Okie, Okie. No, no, no. Okie. Manoli, can you take out the trash? Okie. Manoli, we need you to sign this form. Okie. Manoli, we need you to pay your taxes. Okie. No. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Or am I? No, I am kidding. Um, I have to go to the dentist tomorrow, and it's always something. And this has always been the case, even from a young age. I mean, I, when I was in, I want to say high school this was. Um, this was in high school. And I was going, I would have my braces. I know that's a different thing. That's not like dentist, that's the orthodontist. But it's it's with teeth, okay? Let's just put it in the ballpark. Where somebody gets on here and say, like, you said the wrong thing. And it's like, no, I didn't say the wrong thing. I'm just, I'm talking here. Details. We don't want to get bogged down with the details. Um. Anyway, but I was in high school and I was going to the orthodontist and they were doing imaging of me. And so they're taking pictures of me and the lady is shining the light on me to take the picture. And she goes, hmm, slight unibrow. I'm like, I was so taken aback. I didn't even know what to say. I was just like, what? It's like, well, what does that have to do with anything? But I just, I didn't say anything. I was just like, okay, that was weird. And then and the next visit comes up, or maybe the one after, and I'm getting my images taken again. And it's with the same woman, and she says it again. She says, hmm, slight unibrow. I'm like, yeah, why don't I shine the light in your freaking face and point out all your flaws? It's just like, what that? Like, you're... You're supposed to be a professional, and you're pointing out the facial, you know, I mean, slight unibrow on a kid that's 14 or 15 years old. It's like, get a life. I mean, where do you find these people? What's wrong with people? Why would you say anything about that? It's like, you know, uh, it's just, it's always something. I don't know. Well, I think that's going to do it for me. I, it's, I'm getting pretty tired, so I think we're going to leave it here. Um, I will talk to you soon, hopefully, and uh, um, have a good one. That's about it. Thank you very much. Goodbye.